The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You are listening to the Mind of Christ podcast. Caleb? Caleb? I know. I saw that the other day. Wow, they're twins. Dang, Caleb got two Bibles? Bible twins. Yeah. Hey, where'd you get get that? Do they have a New King James version of that one? No. No? I don't think so. This was was an ESB study. See, I have an ESB already. I just got this. Really? Where'd you get it from? Oh. The Bible is all over by uh, Christian publishers or whatever. Okay, I know they sell those. How much do you pay? For free. They have this one for free. 20? That's not bad at all. I got this for free. I got it for free. 35. 35? That's not bad. Either. Not bad. In the lost and found, you stole someone's Bible? Yeah, Long Hollow. I mean, because students, <laughs> guys. Wow, y'all heard that, right? <laughs> they y'all heard that. They left it there. They left it there. No names, no names, no nothing. Right? I was telling my, I was doing what students do on do? Wednesday, and I told them, like, you can't, you don't need to worry about leaving your Bible. No one's going to steal it. And if they do, then they needed it alive. If they do, I stole it. I'll repent later. Let's just do a favorite worship song. Okay, go. Okay, you go, Harper. I love Speak to the Mountains by Chris McClarney. And why? Mm, never heard that. It's from my home church, and I just love it. It's, it talks about how, like, he can literally speak to the mountains, and he can move the mountains. We just have to, like, ask him to. It's just like, that's so true, but I don't think about that. Caleb? Mine's kind of an old one, but I still really love gratitude. Okay. Why? I don't... Every time I, like, listen to lyrics and I'm singing the lyrics, and most of the time it's by myself, it's just, like, that's we have, like, nothing to offer him. Like, we're so, like, worthless almost. Like, <laughs> but we... We're like, nothing. <laughs> well, we can bring him worship and, I don't know, just glorifying him in that song is just so powerful to me. Yeah. Good. What about you, Chai Chai? Mine <laughs> is... Weathered by Bethel Music. Bruh, folks was really hyping that song up. I just could never rock with it. Bro. I'm sorry. I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to give it another chance today. It's a really good song. I just... What's it about? um, How God's love, like, withholds all the strong... Like, uh, the, 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 the trials and hard times and all that. Like, it's the only thing that lasts forever. A love that's weathered. Does that make sense? I don't know. You can cut that out if you want. <laughs> Hello. But um, I don't know. Like for me, when it comes to like worship music, it's like whatever the newest song that I heard that I like, that's like always my favorite at the moment. So y'all know how I am about Naomi Rain. <laughs> but her. I, so either, it's either Cry Out with the church that she sang with, with Refresh Worship, which is like basically talking about like out of Luke, like, when Jesus was saying, like, if they did not worship, the rocks would cry out, you know? So it's like, the song is basically saying, like, the rocks won't have to cry out, like, I'm going to worship, like, God's going to always give my praise. But then there's another song I like, and I've been pondering this the past week about, like, God's goodness, and the song is just called Good. And I just like how there's one part where she goes, like, you're the well that won't run dry. Mm. And so, like, I really like that just because it's like, I feel like, ugh, we're getting off topic and we haven't even started, but I feel like we talk about like God's goodness 
and we think that his goodness and we kind of talked about this Cheyenne like his goodness we think it equates with God doing what we want him to do which is like not it. And that's something yeah. I'm definitely learning in the season. It's like God is good even if he's not working the way I want him to work in that moment. Yeah. So I really like that song. And plus it's a bop. And Naomi is dripping She's and anointing. So and I love Naomi. But yeah. She's a queen. She'll listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, if she did, mm, I would cry. I would literally <laughs> cry. Game over. <sighs> well, y'all ready to get started? Yep. All so right. ready. Caleb, you want to pray us in? Yeah, sure. Um. Dear God, thank you for this day. Uh, thanks for allowing us the opportunity to come here and speak about you and learn more about you together as a community. And um, I pray that you would just bless this conversation and bless our day. And uh, thank you for everything you've given us. Amen. 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 All right. So you all want to introduce yourselves? I'm we Harper. Could just go around this way. Hey, Harper. Hey. Tell me more about yourself. <laughs> I'm a sophomore at MTSU. I am studying special education. I'm from Franklin, so I live in Murfreesboro now. I live in an apartment here, but I'm just chilling. Okay, okay. Yes, um, I'm Caleb. I am a freshman at MTSU. Hey. Hey, freshman. freshman. Blue bagger. Um, oh, my. <laughs> um, I'm from Georgia. Um, like Georgia. South of Atlanta. Uh, and uh, I'm studying audio production mm. uh, with MTS, at MTSU, and it's been fun. I like this so far. Yeah. I'm Cheyenne. <laughs> um, I just graduated from MTSU, and I'm working full-time, hanging out in Murfreesboro still. I work with middle school students, and that's fun. Mm. It's a great time. I've been in it for about a month, but they're awesome. In what? In my job. Mm. Oh, I'm a middle school associate. I guess I could have said that. That's what where? I yeah, at where at New Vision, New Vision. Y'all, she's trying to be humble. She works in <laughs> ministry, y'all. She, she, she works she in works ministry. She's ministry. making the big bucks. Oh, <laughs> loads of dollars. Just super rich, rich, <laughs> rich in the spirit, mm -hmm. if not on earth. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, so I brought y'all together because I just wanted to talk about Christian community. I feel like you know all of us at either one point, like well, for me speaking from my experience, like y'all are engrossed in the point now like y'all are on connection team Cheyenne me and you were once on connection you team were. but now you work you know in student ministry yeah. so it's just being in college and I know like conversations me and you have had in the past Caleb yeah. about how important like finding your community is especially at our age yeah. because I feel like people fail to realize like we're still impressionable like the people we hang around subconsciously do play a big like impact in our choices and our decisions and our behaviors yeah. so I was just kind of wondering like if y'all want to go in the same order, I don't care who answers it when. But, like, what is it that you're looking for in Christian community? And, like, what verse would you say that, like, you kind of used to navigate what you look for in community? Okay. Um, one of them that I try to follow is First um, Thessalonians 5.11. It's therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. Um Whenever I look for friends or community at all, I just look for people who are loving and who encourage me. And, like, when I pour into them, I also want to be renewed through that, too. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to feel drained in a relationship. And so having that encouragement and that just constant reminder of love something that I look for. Yeah. So have you, like, previously found yourself in drained, like, friendships and relationships? 100%. <laughs> Where, would you say that, like, does it... Because I feel like so many times we misconstrue the concept of, like, 
sometimes like people that are your Christian friends can be draining. Like, would you say that like you feel that draining coming from both sides where it's like maybe some of your not so Christian friends? Like, how do you balance that? I feel like I was, I mostly felt drained with non-Christian friends. I definitely have felt drained with my Christian friends too. Um, But it definitely is a balance with like, you have to prioritize God. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, with my non-Christian friends, some of them do believe, but it doesn't feel like he's a priority in their lives. So it's hard to make him a priority in our, like in our friendship which makes it hard to just, like, have any balance with that, with a relationship with God and with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just it's something I'm still learning because mm-hmm. this happened within the past, like, two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, like, off of that, it's like um, we're called to be equally yoked, and it's really hard mm-hmm. to be yeah. in a relationship or a friendship if you're not equally yoked. And, like, that's the that's where the emotional drain yeah. or, like, drainage comes from. Yeah. Um, I was going to say – going off of that too Harper like some friendships feel exhausting because it almost feels like you have to pick and choose between God and like a relationship Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. him because in our Christian friendships we're supposed to like talk about God and what we're going through and all that and like just be more intentional with conversation but with our friends who maybe like don't go to church it's like we talk about things that don't matter and like you almost have to pick and choose like what to talk about like I struggle with that too in college like it was so long ago whenever I was first like coming into college like I was so hard I was like I want to talk about church and I want to talk about what's going on but these friends like didn't care mm-hmm. so that just gets exhausting and it felt like a struggle to even talk about yeah. God or religion or anything yeah yeah I feel like too just to piggyback off of like what Cheyenne and Caleb just said I feel like too like you actually genuinely enjoy being around those people and that's what makes it so difficult mm-hmm. and when you were talking about that like first Corinthians 15 and 33 says do not be deceived bad company corrupts good morals mm-hmm. and a lot of times like I don't realize <laughs> but like it's it is not it doesn't even have to do with like your behavior but sometimes we can notice like our perspective or like our outlook on life changes just because of the people that we're around yeah. and it may not even just be a bad thing but you know like it's like progressively pulling you in the wrong direction so i definitely get that yeah yeah um for me uh a verse that i've uh, been looking at recently for community is uh first peter 8 through 10 it's above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multiple multitude of sins offer hospitality to one another with without grumbling each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of god's grace in its various forms um and it's like i was when i was reading that i was like okay so then what does love look like and it's like a perfect picture is obviously everybody knows it first corinthian first corinthian (laughs) first corinthians uh 13 um four through five and it says Mm -hmm. love is patient love is like Mm -hmm. it does not like that's a perfect image yeah Yeah. there's no record of wrong yep Mm. and it's like that one (laughs) that's exactly love is gonna even in these like non-christian friendships um obviously you can't really hang around I, that's something that i've also been also been struggling with is like who you really close stay with you mm-hmm. can have non-christian friends yeah there's nothing wrong yeah. with that yeah, yeah. But yeah like who are your people who are you allowing to be in, like, influenced influenced yeah. by exactly yep. um so yeah just like love is above all else like love each other deeply because love is covers the sin like that's in your friendships or in your life in general um, yeah so yeah so like you being a freshman do you think that it's harder now than it was in high school to like find christian community honestly no it's like 
for me, it's honestly really easy accessibly because of um, Christian um, um, organizations, organizations on campus. Yeah, on campus. But like in high school, I was a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. And like you only had like two, like 500 people. I had 500 people in my graduating class, but mm-hmm. obviously I didn't know all of them. But yeah, like we all went to different churches. We all went to different, like yeah. we grew up differently. Um, mm-hmm. Here it's like, it's pretty, it's been accessible to have the point or any other college ministry. Mm-hmm. It's been, that's been nice, but it's also in the beginning of freshman year, I was like tossing between each. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't have a set community yet. Yeah. It was really hard. But um, yeah, once I finally started figuring out who, who I should hang around with or mm-hmm. like who I should really have in my tight group, it's been a lot better this semester and hanging out with you guys has been amazing. So that's great. <laughs> that's Don't make me cry. <laughs> um, I was going to say, that was all so good. Y'all, this, I'm like so encouraged by this conversation because it's just cool to see how far like even we've come in our community. But um, going off on uh, da, 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 like how your friends influence who you are and all that. I remember in high school or when I was transitioning into college, like I had a, a really solid group of friends from high school that all stayed at MTSU and like love them. But like they weren't my biblical community. Like they weren't encouraging in the way that like I needed or my spiritual life, or, like, anything like that, but I was, like, geez, like, I don't want to, like, go of those friendships, and, like, whoever's listening, like, don't think that we're, like, exile all of the friends that don't believe in what you believe, like, that's not what we're saying at all, but, like, you can be friends with people, but people that pour into you have to be different people, Mm -hmm. like, it's okay to have the different groups, but know which one's actually influencing you, and which one's, like, you're hoping to influence, because if you get that wrong, like, it can just get messy and chaotic, you can fall in the wrong group, and, like, I've done it, so... That's why I just, it's just hard to like, just be more conscious of who you're pouring into and who's pouring into you. Yeah. And something too, that like, there's a message. I feel like I mentioned this before on this podcast, but there's a message by this guy named Darius Daniels and he preaches, the message is called who's at your table. And so pretty much like he preaches from the perspective of Jesus with like the 12 disciples Mm -hmm. and how like he is something that he said that really stuck out to me. He said, we love everyone the same, but we don't. No, we love everyone equally, but we don't love everyone the same. Whereas, like, I remember my freshman year, Caleb, for instance, like, I remember I posted something, and, like, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have posted it. (laughs) But, like, I posted something. It was basically this preacher. He was just talking about how, um, as, like, Christians, if you're wanting to grow in Christ, like, the people that should be closest to you should also be Christians. Mm -hmm. And so some of my non-Christian friends, like, would swipe up and be like, don't you think that's kind of narrow-minded, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. But it's also, too, like, if you're wanting to, you have to be on one accord. Like you said earlier, Caleb, like we're supposed to be equally yoked. Like, and I don't know if y'all know how a yoke like worked in the old Testament, but it's like, there's two, like there's two ox. Okay. On like both sides and they're both pulling it. And that's why it's all, it says don't be equally yoked. Cause it's talking about like they sometimes like they would take a mule and an ox and put them beside each other. And mules are known for being stubborn. So, it, so they would just stop. Exactly, they would just <laughs> stop. And so now there's no progress. And yeah. it's the same thing in our spiritual life. It's like we're unequally tethered. Like we're tethered to people who are not moving in the same direction that we're moving. Yeah. So we're not going to see like benefits of like the benefits of surrounding yourself with Christian people as far as like just growing spiritually, learning more about God. Because there's some moments like where if I'm talking to Caleb, he may provoke me. You know, I need to get in my word more. You know, like just having a conversation with him. Whereas I may not get that from other people yeah so yeah. they challenge you yeah it's mm-hmm. good and somebody at uh new vision was speaking on wednesday night uh and it was we were going through the sh- it was the shield of faith that was that week and it was like if you're walking into battle 
and you're walking with people that don't have the shield, like you're, you're the whole thing's gonna collapse. Mm-hmm. He gave a pretty good image of that. Like you got to both whoever's with you, you both got to have a shield walking into battle together. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're not a Christian, you don't have the shield. Like what are you doing? Gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna be able to help help you at yeah. all. But um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So like me personally, um, a verse that I always think about when I think about like the community that I want to surround myself by. And after I read it, I'll explain why I feel this way. So actually, I'll go ahead and explain it now. So y'all already know. Well, Harper, you might not know, but I'm an only child. So I've always. <laughs> Secret. So I've always like I caught myself, especially in high school, like kind of putting like a, I guess, a standard on it, like everybody to be kind of like my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And it was like I was always looking for that, like sibling type of bond with someone. And so Proverbs 18:24 says that many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I feel like that was something that like really spoke to me in college. And I kind of saw this like happen where it's like you come in your freshman year and you have like all these new friends that you just met. And then by the time Christmas comes around, it's like you and like maybe one other person from that friend mm-hmm. group. And it's like, that's the person that like, you know, that you depend on. And I feel like that's kind of what I look for in Christian community. Just someone that I can just like, just pour into. And then they can also do the same for me. Yeah. I feel like reciprocity is like really important. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, I've been going through Psalm 34. It's the chapter that's titled taste and see that the Lord is good. And like every single line just like wrecks me in different way. I'm just going through so much, but um, <laughs> the verse that I think is very applicable for biblical community is verse three or two and three. It says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And I remember like the first time I read that a couple of nights ago, I was just like, gosh, like, yes, let's do it together. Like who are my friends that are going to do that with me? Um, and I think as we like talk about community and just people that we should be doing life with, it should be people who want to do the same thing as you, not like career wise, but like spiritual purpose of like, this is what my life is for. Um, and it can go as simple as like people that want to serve with you, or you're going to bring a meal to somebody like who are the friends that are going to go with you and be willing to do that and come alongside you? Because if they don't want to do that, then you don't have the same purpose in life. Then that can get really really dangerous and really messy like even like us serving on Wednesday nights um like a lot of our friends serve in high school and I'm like who's gonna come serve middle school with me like come on like let's yes harp harp I'm like who's gonna do that with me like who are my brothers and sisters that are willing to just be involved in the same things for the greater good of like the believers and God's people because there are friends that aren't just like I get it there's priorities and there's other obligations and opportunities for a lot of different things but like where's their heart in that even if they can't make it like that day it's like did they want to are they willing to you know I think it's so cool when you both want the same thing you want to push each other like that's why it's so cool seeing like you and your community challenging each other like Caleb is really good at that like he'll just call us out for anything he'll be like we probably should not be talking and sometimes I'm like Caleb (laughs) but then I'm like okay well maybe you're right yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, but it's like fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree too. And I feel like as well, like what you're talking about, Cheyenne, like community also too, I feel like the root, I f- ooh, okay. 
<laughs> so I feel like too we can fall into like a trap of idolizing Christian community towards like we forget what it's for. I feel like the the community is supposed to unify the body for a given purpose, which is like at the end of the day, like our purpose is to be reaching souls and like sharing the gospel and trying to get as many people to come to Jesus as possible. Yeah. And I cannot find the exact verse, but my mom quotes this all the time because it's giving me Deuteronomy and Joshua. So if you're at home, you can look this up yourself. But it's basically saying it's like, homework. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it says like if one, uh, one can chase a thousand, but two can chase 10,000. It's just like it's just showing like the strength and numbers and how much more efficient we can be when we work together. And first Corinthians 12 talks about this as well. How like there are many members in one body, like as community, like we're supposed to be unified. But like our role in ministry looks different a lot of times. So I feel like I don't know, like I feel like at one point I did idolize Christian community. Like I prayed for it, prayed for it, prayed for it. God gave it to me. There were things that I kind of like did not handle properly because I was not looking. I, I guess I didn't come into it with the perspective that I should have. And I feel like that can be like really detrimental sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that, me and you earlier last semester. I was like, hey, I can't like, I can't find a group. I can't find my friends, like my people. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's also in a state where it's going to be, I was in a state where it was going to be rotating until I actually started to like focus on a group. Um, but people were, Peter really encouraged me that like it's gonna change. But like once you do find what it, what, who your people are and who are like gonna push you and like have fruitful conversations and everything, it's 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 worth it in the end. And I was like, all right, yeah, you're right, you're probably right. Yeah, I will say too, like a lot of friendships. Speaking of like idolizing Christian community, and I look, we think that our friendships are just always gonna be good because they're biblical community, like, oh, we're always going to encourage each other. We're always going to be in such good places. And like, that is just literally Mm -hmm. so not true. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot in my friendships and just my life, like friendships ebb and flow. And they just like, sometimes you'll be going through a hard season and like, I'll be doing good. And like, I can encourage you. And then the opposite. But then there's some seasons where like, we could all four be doing bad. And like, we just can't struggling. struggling. Oh, those are like, those are (laughs) hard friendships. But like, even then it's like, Hey, like, we still love each other. We just can't do every day together or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And they got, I mean, even then it's like, hey, like, your friendships, yes, we need biblical community, but if you're not also in relationship with the Lord, like, that's just, mm-hmm. you miss the point. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I, I don't know. I feel like we just idolize friendships to be perfect and amazing all the time. And when they're not, we're like, oh, this community sucks. Like, they're not because doing anything we, for we me. we think of it as, like, a Netflix movie or we think of it as, like, someone's TikTok april video dump and we're like okay like i want every day to be like that yeah and it's just not even realistically possible True. like it's just not gonna happen and we set those standards for other people and then it goes back to like what harper was talking about earlier then we drain each other mm-hmm. and then now we were watching like friendships dissipate and you're yeah. wondering like what happened in the first place yeah, yeah. that's a, one of my friends one of my good friends tori love her she, if she listens to this she's gonna laugh but <laughs> like her and i we go through a, multiple times we've been like oh i just don't we just like expect the other person to be a good friend because we're each struggling and we don't vocalize that like we're mm. both in a bad place. But then like and then I'm like oh I freaking miss her and I'm like okay I'm sorry like we were <laughs> both bad like I'm sorry I couldn't be a good friend. But it's just like you got to be clear about that if you're in a bad season like tell your friends because one either they'll go through it with you or like you're gonna expect them to be great friends and they're not because they're also struggling. Yeah, and we're humans. We're like yeah. a body of community for yeah. Christ, but. 
We're not perfect. Okay. No. So yeah, we want them to be perfect though, don't we? <laughs> Let me ask you a question then, Cheyenne, okay, like going off answer. of that. So like, let's just say that you have friends that, that you love them. They're great friends, but it feels like there is no reciprocity. Mm. What do you do then? When you feel like every time they're in a bad season, you're there for them. But when you're in a bad season, it's still about them. Like, how do you, how do you navigate that then? I think taking a step back and first asking yourself if it's worth, is if it, if the friendship is worth a conversation. Because if your answer is yes, yes, talk to them and be like, hey, I really need you. Are you going through something that I don't know about? Like, clear it out. But if it's a friendship that like constantly is just not life-giving and more draining than even it was ever fruitful, then I'd say walk away from it. And that's hard. Like, losing friends is so hard. But it's almost like, I can better serve the kingdom and you can better serve the kingdom if we're just not friends. Mm. And that's hard with like Christian friends. You're like, how does that make sense? But like it happens and it's yeah. true. I don't, I don't know. That reminds me too, like when you said that, like how does that happen? It's kind of like the same thing in the Old Testament with Abraham and Lot and how like when God told him to like leave his family, he was like, leave everybody. Like obviously he's supposed to take like his wife and his kids, but he was like, leave everybody. And his uncle still came with him. And we see like later on in the story, like, there ends up being tension and like Abraham has to fight a lot of Lot's battles. And it's just like a lot is going on. And there's like, it's Lot was really a burden at that point. And it got to the point to where, and it, Darius Daniels also talks about this in like part two of his <laughs> sermon series. Shut but up. he was saying how um, Abraham literally was just like, look, like you choose which direction you, you want to go. And I will go the opposite because like, <laughs> if we keep like trying to force this communion yeah. between one another, like, we're going to end up killing each other. Like, it's just not working. Yeah. And I feel like, like you were saying, Cheyenne, like sometimes it's just necessary to realize, like, and I hate to say it, but like sometimes like some friendships are literally just for a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's true. Like, yes. <laughs> no, that's so good. I'm sorry. I was just like, having a, that's yeah. so good. Because I was just thinking on it. We uh-huh. think friendships should last forever. BFFs for. BFFL, whatever people say now. <laughs> like, that is just not true. That does not happen all the time. My friends that I started college with are not my friends now. Yeah, unfortunately. I don't know. Back to that just plays into all the idolizing of friendships. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not what the world makes it think, makes us think it is. Yeah. There are going to be friends that will do the rest of our lives together. And, like, I will pray. I pray, like, we all are friends till <laughs> we're old and gray. But, like, if that, that might not happen. It might not happen. So, like, I'm going to rotate back around, like going back around and we're going to like, we're going to address it. Like we're going to call it out. And then we're going to talk about like how we feel like we should navigate these issues because I feel like I was telling my mom this and like, I was not in the best place when it came to friendships at the time. But I told my mom, like, I just remember I was like, honestly, like, I do not know why I prayed for Christian friends. Like, it's more stressful being in Christian community at the time for me personally, it was then like hanging out with like my secular friends, like, and it's not even that. And it's, it's especially dangerous too, when you have secular friends that respect your relationship with God. So it's like, they live their life, but they're not going to pressure you, you know? So it's like, you still enjoy being around those people and it's not like there's any temptation. So it's like, I may not be growing, but it's not like I'm backpedaling either so it's just like i enjoy being with those people more because i don't feel like like i'll go ahead and like address some of the issues that i've seen in christian community which is just like i feel like there's strife between one another trying i feel like people play the holier than thou game a lot and it's just like 
I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like, we have like, okay, like we all know about the gifts of the spirit. And like, you know, someone may be like, have a gift on their life to just like really interpret scripture well, or like break down scripture very Not well. Me. And then there's other people, you know, like we all have our gift, like gifts of singing. And it's just like, yeah. it feels like a competition sometimes. Yeah. And the way my mom explained that was like, your gift benefits the people around you more than it benefits you. Like your gift is not meant for you. It's meant for the body. And that's why first Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14 were even written because what were you about to say? No, I was just going to say, that's exactly what it said. I said earlier. Um, and it says, uh, for, (laughs) (laughs) um, take your time. Okay, but yeah, basically I was just, she was just saying how like our gifts are supposed to edify the people around us. Like if I have a gift to sing, which I don't, but let's just say like I should just bring the house down. Like every time I open my mouth, like God's presence just comes in super thick in the room. Super if I thick. never shared that gift. Like, what benefit is it if I just only sing in my room and I refuse to share that gift with other people? Like, what benefit is it if I can break down scripture and I know I have friends that, like, you know, are out here reading King James Version and don't know anything that the the text is saying, and I'm just withholding that information. And I feel like that's where we have to take a step back and, like, look at the Christian community and realize, like, like we said earlier, like, this is all for one, one goal. Like, we're supposed to be leading other people to Christ. Like this is supposed to be something that we're introducing to everyone. And I feel like sometimes too, we can get caught up in the exclusivity of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, these are my people. I'm satisfied. This is it. So like, that's something that I've seen. That's like, that has been an issue. And we're addressing those issues in real life. Like right now, (laughs) like we're addressing those. That's it was, it was first Peter 10. Uh, It says each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So like, that's just, Another example of yeah. like exactly okay. what you just said. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Don't be shy. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> it's. Hmm. LOL. Okay. I just. Wait, what's the question? Yeah. Okay, so basically, like. Problems we've seen. Can we yeah. Do? I got one. Um, I think. <laughs> I think sometimes when. Since friendships are for just certain seasons and we move to a new season, we think our community should be the same. Mm. as one before like like the core of it yes we all want to glorify the lord and love people love god whatever but like i guess like the dynamics or like what your friend group does like it's not going to be the same in every season and that's hard like my high school friends did not do what we do now Mm -mm. and like that's truth but i guess like as we move from group to group or friends to friends like we can't compare it to the ones before because we're just going to be left disappointed because things don't always like turn out the exact same to way. To be the same. Yeah. And it's not even to say that you have to completely cut them out of your life. Yeah. No. Like there are some people that like I used to hang out with them all the time. And that was the season that we were in. But I feel like now God has put us in a season where it's like we may go get coffee like twice a month. Mm-hmm. And then those two times a month, like we really pour into each other. We catch up and like our relationship is healthy because of that. I feel like if we were to hang out every single day, like like going back to what Harper said again, like it's draining. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm killing a relationship that is supposed to be in my life, but I'm just mishandling it. I haven't placed it properly in my life. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like, we put the same expectations on every friendship mm-hmm. and that's just not 
fair because every person's not the same. And like some of my best friends live in Arizona and Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't see them. Yeah. I don't get to go have a late night cookout night with them. Like exactly. but friendships are different. And that's what we like forget too as we go from like different friends and different friends. There's another thing too. I, w- I want to say real quick, go, bouncing off of what Cheyenne said, unplugging mm-hmm. Darius Daniels again, y'all. But <laughs> in the three times, times like, in the, dude y'all, needs to I'm hear the podcast. You, like y'all really need to listen to the sermon <laughs> series. Like it really changed my perspective on like the people I surround myself with. But there was another thing he said too, and he was saying how everyone is of equal value, but not everyone is of equal value to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are certain people that are able to pour into us with what we need whereas there's like other people that like they're great people but it's like you just don't provide any substance to my life you know and like that you just probably should not be someone that's in my inner circle like someone that I'm confessing my sins to or someone that I'm like you know that we're praying with like things of that nature yeah what were you gonna say Mine's like completely different. <laughs> no that's okay <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but for me so I've really trip. been learning uh, <laughs> Is coming in like coming into college is like like trying to be very intentional with my friendships. I know mm. we've talked about this before and like um intentionality with like, hey, you told me three weeks ago your grandmother's birthday, you're going back home. Like yeah. how'd that go? Or like challenging that like, we talked about that, like challenging um challenging uh each other to like get in the word every day or like um just whatever it may be. Like, mm-hmm. I can yeah. challenge you to get in the word. I can challenge you to not go to that party. I can challenge you not to do this, not do that. Um, but, yeah. yeah. That's good. I think similar to what Peter and Cheyenne both said, um, with the community in your close circle, you do want to be poured in by them, and, like, you want to pour into them. But I think it's also important to not have such high expectations on them because sometimes, like, most of the time we need – like an older, wiser person a to mentor. pour into us. Yes. Yeah. Darius Daniels talks about that as well. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of times we expect that from our close friends, yeah. which can be good because, like, with that Christ-like community, like, we can pour into each other and we can encourage each other with that, but it's also good to have that mentor figure mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. push you further that yeah. you can't get in your community. Yeah. Because, I mean, most of the time, like, in our community, it's people that are, in the same place as us, you need, like you're saying, like you need someone who's been where you're going. Yeah. And someone who can probably help you avoid a couple of obstacles. Because, like, not saying that just because people are older that they're just automatically wiser, but they generally do have more experience than we do. Like, I'm sure a 30-year-old has more experience than me and Caleb on just like how to run a household. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cuz like we've never been so. there. Yeah, exactly. Like we so. we've we've never been there before. So I feel like that's also something that's important. And that's something that I've been praying for too. It's just like, yeah, like we have our parents, but I feel like, you know, like I mean, they're parents, like they're great mentors, but I feel like it's I've been praying for someone who's like not related to me that like that has an outside perspective that can pour into me and like help guide me as well especially in those transition periods like from high school to college Mm -hmm. like from graduating from college into your job or whatever it is yeah i 100 percent agree that's good i just remembered this is one of my favorite things about friendships and just like mentorships in ruth after ruth's husband passes away she like goes and lives with his her mother-in-law 
and everyone would be like, why are you doing that? Like, go back to your family. Like, you don't owe her anything. But I am just wrecked by this, and I think about this often. She says in chapter 1, verse, sorry, verse 16, she says, But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Do I have people in my life where I, like, look at them, and I'm like, I want your people to be my people. I want your God to be my God. Mm. Like with mentors, like you should surround yourself with people who make you want to believe in God more. Yeah. yeah. And I even think of that like with worship leaders, like people on stage, like you can come to sometimes tell like their posture of their heart, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah. No, it, like, it's not sometimes. It's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I want to be with people and around people that make me want to believe in God more. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't. She literally said, your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, do people look at me that way? Do people, like, who do I look at? And I'm Bruh, like. Bruh, got me reassessing a lot of stuff. You know, right like, I don't know. I just feel like we should be around people who make us want to believe in God more. Because if they, like, if they make us doubt, then we got problems to address. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I just love that verse. It's so good. So it's it, just so good. Yeah. So that kind of led in, or I guess it's like a good pipeline to, like, what I kind of want to close with. But it's like. What out of Christian community can you say has, like, really, I guess, edified your life as far as just, like, you and your intimacy with God? Like, what is something that you feel like you've gotten from community that has helped you progress in your faith? Christian community for me has just made me grow in so many ways that I literally didn't even know that I needed to. Mm -hmm. Like, with my friends now, my community now, I feel like I can be a lot more vulnerable and actually go to them with things I'm struggling with and not just be like, oh, like, I have an exam, you know, yeah. like, yeah. actual things I'm struggling with. And they they do push me to glorify God in my everyday life. Just the main thing is the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I never, in high school, I didn't feel like I could be real about what I was going through or, like, even from passion Mm. Jenny Allen asked us to turn to each other. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. She How was like, there's she? no condemnation. How and like, if I had gone with some of the people that I was originally going to go with, love y'all if you're listening, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would have actually said it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is huge because I grew up with them. Mm-hmm. But like with this godly community that I have now, I was comfortable enough to do that t- so they can like keep me accountable yeah, I kind of want to piggyback off of that, too, just to, like, kind of refer to what Caleb said earlier. But I feel like it's hard to, like, with, so, okay, the reason why we love the way we love is because of the God that we serve. Mm. And we try to love according to the verse that Caleb read earlier, like, love is patient, love is kind, holds yeah. no record of wrong, all of that. So, like, I've like the definition of love is different for us than it is, like, for people out there. And I feel like the reason why you're able to be so vulnerable it's because you know that those people like genuinely love you yeah. and care for you and want to see you grow in God. And I feel like that makes all the difference rather than like, like you're saying, like if you were to confess that with like some of your not so Christian friends or whatever, like that could be brought up later. You're going to have to hear about it. You know, like just yeah. the little things that like just kind of linger. And I feel like that, like that makes the world of difference. For sure. Yeah. That's good. I think the most impactful thing of my biblical community is they were there for me when I hold on pause what year was it 20 2020 I lost an uncle in November Mm -hmm. February I lost an uncle 
2021. And, like, I just remember, like, literally being on the floor crying. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my people love me. They showed up, like, wrote me letters and, like, but even, like, yes, they love me, but in that, like, they're loving me out of their overflow of love for God. And so in that moment, I'm like, oh, my gosh, God loves me mm-hmm. because he put these people in my life to remind me of that. And, like, like literally sobbing, I'm like, God, oh, my gosh, these people are <laughs> awesome. Like, this is so sweet. And I, that, I think that's been my favorite thing is just, like, my community reflects the God we serve. And, like, I had learned more about God's nature through the people around me. That was beautifully put. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Um, something I was going to say about uh, being vulnerable to each other um, is in James 5.16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for what each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And, like, I know, once again, it's like how, like, the, like that's so that's so put, put, put so perfectly to what you just had to say um, that being vulnerable it might take time I've noticed that too like depending on the person mm-hmm. you might not be able to open up like quickly luckily I've been able to do that with some of you guys but um, mm-hmm. yeah that's been helped me a lot is being able to open up and be honest with my emotions and what I'm going through spiritually yeah I feel like for me personally um, like being a Christian in high school like it's easy to feel like you're the only one. And like a lot of Christian friends I've met in college, like they testify to the same thing where it's like, they felt like they were the only one. So I definitely say like being in college and like having a consistent, like firm, like Christian community and like being able to confide in like multiple people from like different groups. Like let's just say like you guys aren't available. Like I still have another group that I can depend on. It's like God always provides like, an open ear that I know will understand and understand like the direction I'm coming from. Whereas like if I went to one of my friends that's like not in tune with the spirit, like they're gonna give me advice that's like not oh, biblical at all. Right. And so it's like I'll I get like I'll listen to their advice, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, why did I even go to them about this? Cause it's like I can't do that. That's like opposite from what the word like is telling me. So I feel like that is one thing and then the other one too, like you and Harper said, like just being able to be vulnerable and just like be comfortable. I feel like I can be like the real me around like Christian community. Whereas it's like, I feel sometimes we are more inclined to not so much conform in our actions, but just like kind of conform in our like mindset when we're hanging around like secular people, because it's like, well, we can't talk to them about things of the spirit. Like that's literally the the name of this podcast is mind of Christ. Like in the verse it's talking about, it's like first Corinthians two, it's talking about how we can't expect carnal-minded people to understand things of the spirit. So it's just like there's no point in talking to them. So it's like being able to have, like you were saying, effective, like actual real conversations with people. I feel like it's the most like refreshing and life-giving thing. Yeah. Just like hanging out with like a group of people then going out to eat after church. I feel like that's like the, my favorite pastime mm-hmm. and like one of my favorite things just about being in college in general. So yeah, I really love that. Thanks. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well. Boom. That's it. it. <laughs> we wrapped it up. I really appreciate you guys. This was fun. I really so enjoyed fun. that conversation. Yeah. I need to go journal. Uh, <laughs> I need to talk about No, I'm about to be thinking about what you said about Ruth for a while now. <laughs> because...